Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know you're setting me free. I'm living in paradise. Yeah. Living in paradise. KCAA Loma Linda. 1050 AM. 106.5 FM. And now 102.3 FM. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC. With a massive tax cut bill closer than ever to actually happening, maybe as soon as tomorrow, investors say stocks soaring to new record highs today. The Dow up 331 points, its best day of the year, closing above 24,000 for the first time in history. The Nasdaq up 49 on a rebound of sorts in tech stocks. OPEC nations voting to extend curbs of production through the end of next year, trying to drive oil prices higher. Amazon now in talks with several generic drug makers like Mylan and Sandoz, possibly about entering the prescription drug selling industry. If you're a WhatsApp user and you can't get onto your site, it's not you. Owner Facebook admits the service is down right now. General Motors announcing plans to roll out a fleet of self-driving taxis in the nation's big cities in two years. And no reports of damage, but a surprise 4.1 magnitude earthquake late today centered in Delaware. Tom Busby, CNBC. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Yes! The Johnsons don't have that inflatable musical snowman switched on tonight. Yeah, I may or may not have accidentally on purpose cut the wires. I love you. Alexa, play holiday music. You're my prisoner. Tens of millions of songs, one for every moment. Amazon Music Unlimited. For a limited time only, sign up today and receive three months for 99 cents at Amazon.com slash Music Unlimited. Automatically renews. Cancel anytime. This is Gary Garver. Are you having trouble getting a good night's sleep? Is it affecting your work and personal life? Well, South Pacific Sleep Lab can help you out. South Pacific Sleep Lab provides a personal sleep study to help you find out how to get a great night of sound sleep. I've been having sleeping issues during the night lately. South Pacific Sleep Lab evaluated me with an overnight study of my sleep pattern. With their professional staff, they were able to provide me with a diagnosis of my sleep pattern, and ever since, I've had no problems getting a great night of sleep. 
South Pacific Sleep Lab has locations throughout Southern California, and they will also provide transportation to any of their locations at no cost to you. South Pacific Sleep Lab can help you out 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just give them a call at 310-999-1887 to schedule your appointment today. That's 310-999-1887. South Pacific Sleep Lab, start resting easy and sleeping sound today. And now, the Inland News Update with Blake Trover. Two marijuana farms were found in Chino Hills. According to a sheriff's news release, San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies were serving two search warrants on Tuesday at two different residences in Chino Hills. The deputies found not only marijuana plants, but also evidence of utility theft at one of the homes. The deputies discovered over 550 plants at one home and 675 at another. It is believed that the groweries are not related. Lu Hong of Chino Hills has been arrested. Southern California's home sales have slowed, however, prices are up. Real estate data firm CoreLogic reported Wednesday that the median price of homes in Southern California was $495,000 in October, down $10,000 from September's record-tying prices of $505,000. However, Southern California's real estate prices are still up 6.5% year-over-year. The Southern California median has been on the rise year-over-year for 67 consecutive months. Your forecast for today, 79 degrees in San Bernardino, which should stick with us until Sunday when temperatures could drop back down to the low 70s. This report is brought to you by Unbound.org. What is the education of your children worth? There are children across the world who lack the privilege of going to school. Change the story for one child at Unbound.org. This is Gary Garver. If you're a coffee drinker like I am and enjoy special brews that have a unique taste, I have the perfect premium selection for you, Volcanic Red Coffee. Volcanic Red Coffee receives its great green coffee beans from all over the world. Volcanic Red drum roasts their beans by hand for the optimal roast experience. They then put their whole or grinded coffee beans in pods and packages and ship them out to you the same day you place your order. Volcanic Red Coffee takes great pride in making sure your coffee is as fresh as if you picked the coffee beans yourself. Right now, Volcanic Red Coffee is offering a 50% discount on all coffee products. Go to www.volcanicredcoffee.com. That's www.volcanicredcoffee.com. And type in the promo code GARY50 to receive a 50% discount. That's promo code GARY50. That's a 50% discount off of two or more bags or pods. Volcanic Red Coffee for all your premium coffee needs. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. Santa is trading in his sleigh and cruising to town with a four-on-the-floor, 350-horsepower machine. Ho, ho, ho! Join Santa at the Tri-City Shopping Center at the 10 and 210 in Redlands. And now, ladies and gentlemen... It's time for the greatest real estate investment show ever. Here's the flip-flop investor himself, Todd Bayer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Flip-Flop Investor Show. I am your host, Todd Bayer, the flip-flop investor himself. Uh, every week we get together and talk about real estate investing here in the Inland Empire and pretty much everywhere in California. We get together with a local expert usually and talk to them about what they do in real estate. And uh, today we have an uh, expert in her field and also the president 
Maybe we should pray hail to the chief. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. The, oh, okay. We're, this is, we're now gonna you know play. No, okay. Uh, but uh, president of Udirect IRA Services, right. founder of the Orange County Real Estate Investors Association, Correct. and uh, Karen Hall. How are you doing today? Hey, Karen? good, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. You're looking like you just had a spa day. Oh, of course. Yeah, I go to the spa every day. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Living the life of a real estate investor, you can yeah, go to the spa. Yeah, la vida loca. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so. We're going to jump right into some basic... Well, first of all, you've been on the radio before. Yeah, a couple times like yeah. for 17 years. Yeah, so you yeah. did. You had a radio show I did. as a DJ. Yeah, I did. I, I did news. I did, you know, light rock. Light rock, let's talk. I did uh, smooth jazz. Oh, really? And a lot of different things, so yeah. Any uh, stations locally or were those... No, not locally. Not locally. In LA, I was up for a little bit. I was on CBS for a little bit and, you know, Metro Traffic and locally, but uh, yeah. yeah. We can't mention that other station here on NBC. What? We, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, we can totally talk about CBS okay. all you want. Did you meet anybody famous while you were on the uh, radio? Oh, sure. Well, people, yeah, but I, I met people like cool musicians like Boney James, you know. Was, oh, yeah. Was, and, Rick and, Brown. And uh, and Tom Scott, saxophone player. Yeah. And, and one time I got to ride in a Cessna with Wolfman Jack. Oh, okay. <laughs> from Phoenix to Flagstaff. That you was know, fun. Wolfman Jack, he's on KCAA, which is our station here. Oh, seriously? Yeah, they, yeah we play all the the Wolfman Jack stuff late at night. Oh. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever interested for the people listening out there, tune into Wolfman Jack. I don't know what time he's on. Check oh, the radio the station website. Yeah. yeah, he's got that raspy Classic. voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you met Jimmy Kimmel though, didn't you? I think. Well, I, I used to that. work with him. He did the morning show, okay. and so I came on on the air at ten a.m., which is called midday. Yeah. So he was packing up and cleaning up to go home. And super nice guy. Okay. So, yeah. uh, cool. But then, you flash forward a little bit from your radio days, right. you got into the mortgage industry, right? Yeah, I made the logical transition from radio into real estate, right. like, like so many. And, yeah, and, I, I did it backwards. I did oh. real estate, then radio. <laughs> no, but, you know. <laughs> it works both ways though, right? Yeah. It's interchangeable. No, then I, yeah, right. So I started, I uh, started managing an apartment building. Okay. And I did well. And so they gave me another building and another building and another building and another building. And I kept managing bigger buildings. Wow. And that was cool. Then I got my real estate license and for a year drove people around in my car, <laughs> helping them buy houses. And I thought, yeah, this is for somebody else. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. That sounds like my own personal Some help. people, you have to have a special personality and it requires very special traits, I think, to do that. And, yes. And, and uh, I admire those people. And you have to not <laughs> want weekends. Or holidays, you know, you have to not enjoy those types of things. <laughs> yeah, no such thing as working for the weekend, right? No, yeah. And so yeah, well, I did that for a year, and then then got engaged and, and married and became the trailing spouse. So he would get uh, promoted and transferred, so I would move where he got a new job, got it. and so we lived in. Um, uh, well, I was in Seattle and moved to L.A. and then moved to uh, Dallas where we lived for, for a long time and I worked in mortgage loan servicing. Hmm. And then from Dallas moved to uh, Nevada for a year, more mortgage loan servicing, and then moved to Orange County 18 years ago and started working for Loanworks. It was, then it was called IndyMac Bank. You oh yeah, heard I've heard of them. So I worked in their I VIP department. Seem to forget. I don't remember hearing about IndyMac since what 2007. Yeah, yeah. There's a little thing called a recession, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe thing. you were taking a nap. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe no. Yeah. I remember IndyMac going down very, very well. Yeah, I was long gone by that time. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, Good. you know. And then in 2007, that's when I made uh, the transition into self-directed IRAs. Okay. So I worked for another company, and after two years, I started my own company, and we've been chugging along real strong. Yeah. So. For those of the people out there, that we'll start at the kind of the basic level because I okay. think most people have probably heard of a 401k, you know, 
A lot like of people have work. those. Yeah, at the work. Yeah, yeah. it's a retirement yeah. account. Yeah. Uh, IRAs is another one. It stands for Individual Retirement Account. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is an IRA? Right. Okay. So 1974. Let's go back in time. Oh, yeah. The time machine here. <laughs> um, where we've got Gerald Ford as a president. And in 74, Gerald Ford signs into effect the ERISA laws. Uh, that go into effect in 75, and uh, Arissa was, in, I forgot, Employment Retirement Security Act, something like that. And so in 1975, the Arissa laws were, dun, 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 there they were, and it created the IRA. Mm -hmm. Because I think it, it's possible at that time they realized Social Security wasn't going to be around forever, and we needed to give people a way to save for retirement. So since that day in 1975, so what, you know, greater than 40 years, longer than you've been alive, yeah. probably, you know, you've been able to self-direct your IRA. So that's so, when it started. So that was when self-directing IRAs started? Yes. Okay. Because IRAs, there's no difference between an IRA and a self-directed IRA in that regard. Mm -hmm. IRAs are IRAs. I mean, how you contribute to them and the different kinds that there are and how you take money out of them. Everything's the same. The only thing that makes it self-directed is the asset that the plan can hold. That's the difference. So like some people might have an IRA account uh, and then they have like a financial planner or something with a big, you know, one of these big financial right. planning firms, Morgan yes. Stanley or something like that. Right. And they have them kind of come in and say, what's your risk profile look like? Sure. You know, they'll show them a bunch of pie charts, basically. I know, with the multicolor pie charts, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, and so they say, yeah, we'll put 20% of your money into the high-risk stuff that produces a higher yield, but it's riskier. And then you have this nice base over here of 70% of your money is put into low-risk right. stuff. And what you're talking about, that's all stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You right. know, maybe a CD for flavor, right? But yeah. but with the, with the self-directed IRA, it just you know explodes that out into... Alternative assets, so so real estate and trustees. Maybe you've heard of trustees. I have. Have you? We'll yeah, talk about that. Very right? slightly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, precious metals or private stock. Like if you know somebody opening a company and you want to invest in their company, your IRA can become a member or, or a shareholder in their company. Uh, so that those are some of the things that people do with self-directed IRAs. But you can't buy art. Right. No collectibles. No, no collectibles. life insurance contracts, no collectibles. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. It's awesome that you can basically invest in anything you want, almost, right, uh, with yeah. an IRA. But there are some limitations also for those people that want to invest in, like, say, their son's company or something like that. And a lot of people do want to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, you think about the benefits of, self, of, of IRAs. And so the benefits are that you can invest tax-free with a Roth mm -hmm. or tax-deferred. So that's the benefit. You're investing tax-deferred. So in order to get that benefit, you have to follow the IRS's rules. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about the rule book now, right? Uh, yeah, I think we should probably get to that. It's probably a good time a to little start bit? talking okay. about the rules. Right. <laughs> well, okay, so you think, like, I, I say, hey, Todd, we're going to play a game. And you're like, what are the rules? Because, you know, you guys, you're going to, you want to win. It's like, how do I win this thing? <laughs> I just want to have fun. Yeah, no, you know? no, no, you're going to win <laughs> while you're winning. Wow, I'm going to win. Hear that? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> he already won. Yeah. And the way you win is to play, is to know the rules. Yeah. Right? And then you know who the and know who the players are. So the rules are a stay away from prohibited transactions. Remember when you were a kid at Christmas, you'd play Operation when you go when you hit yep, the side. Remember that's that a prohibited transaction. Prohibited transactions. Except instead of just making an obnoxious noise, <laughs> when you commit a prohibited transaction for real, the IRS says thanks for playing. You no longer have an IRA. That's now your personal money. Yeah. Okay. Can and you start another IRA at that point? 
Yes. You can. Okay. Yes. I didn't know. You can. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bar you from ever doing it again. Okay. Because there's sometimes, yeah. like, like if you ever commit securities fraud, for example, you could right. never get a, do well, a security thing Well, and it's not fraud. You know, it, it's True. just a prohibited transaction. And usually they're done unintentionally most of the time. Yeah. Because um, nobody wants to pay income tax on all that money. You get sure. 1099 for it when it, when you do. So. Yeah. I know, like, I've heard of a lot of cases where somebody buys, like, an, uh, a vacation home somewhere, but it's not a vacation home for them. It's a vacation rental. But yeah. then they stay in their vacation rental like one month yeah. out of the year, yeah. and the, the IRS finds out yes, that they, they stayed do. in it, and that's a prohibited transaction because yeah. you can't benefit in any way from your yeah. self-directed IRA. Exactly, exactly. And so, so you know that. So, Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The prohibited transactions are really broken into three, four categories. First off, no personal benefit, like you said. So you're, uh, people, you can't take a loan from your IRA. Um, and also any disallowed people can't benefit. So those people are your lineal ascendants and descendants. Such as? Right. So it's like genuflecting, <laughs> right? Like this. Okay. So it's like okay. parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and their spouses, you and your spouse, and then your children and your grandchildren and their spouses can't benefit directly from the IRA. Because right. IRAs are all about later. It's all about retirement sure. you know, down the road. So... Um, so you, now you know that. So these are disallowed people, plus a, a 50% business partner or anybody offering services to the plan. They're disallowed too. Okay. They're disallowed. So yeah. you basically exclude parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, but brothers, sisters is okay. okay. And cousins, yes. things like that are okay. Yes. So if you want to work with a family member, it is possible. It is. It has, just has to be one of those types of people, not parent, grandparent, child, child grandchild. Yeah, yeah. It's well, you know how you to. notice how investors are very creative people. Yes. <laughs> Always thinking, how do I make this work? How do I make this work? Mm-hmm. So, creative people think, well, wait a minute. I'm going to take my IRA. I'm going to lend it to my sister-in-law, and then my sister-in-law is going to is going to invest in my business. Yeah. But no, the IRS figured that out too. It's called the indirect rule. So if you can't do it directly, you can't like go around and do it indirectly. Right. So, yeah, and I'm sure that the IRS is checking up on these things very diligently at all times. Yeah, and more and more and more, they're becoming more aware of self-directed IRAs. In fact, mm-hmm. they had us change. They changed the uh, 1099 and the 5498 recently to have little boxes so that we add what asset class is in the account. So they, okay. they are definitely becoming more aware. That's why we're being asked that now whenever we do deal with a self-directed yes. IRA. <laughs> yes, exactly. Got it. Yeah, okay, so... So, that's, um, so we talked about one kind of prohibited one transaction. Prohibited, yeah, there's and three I, And I've got like, yeah. And so the other one would be, you don't do business with disallowed people. So no personal benefit. Don't do business with disallowed people mm-hmm. in your IRA. But the IRA is not allowed, or you or a disallowed person is not allowed to provide goods, services, or facilities to the plan, which, like, what does that mean, right? Well, I could tell you, but you should probably say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I know you know, yeah. But what it means is that, say, for example, your IRA owns a house. You, you're a disallowed person. You can't go in there and, and put up new drywall or something, even for free, because then you're making an over-contribution of sweat equity. Yeah, and you that is it? a contribution. It, it is. It really is. I mean, it's sometimes people use that as a uh, negotiation tool in a deal, where yeah. you say, I'll put in all the sweat. 
You know, yeah. and, that, and that equates to 10% of the total deal or it something could. like that. It could. And so oh, maybe maybe your IRA uh, owns a condo and, and your dad needs to stay in it. That couldn't happen. Um, right. but, or, but really an example of, of providing services to the plan. We had somebody whose IRA was buying a house. Mm -hmm. So we get this car form, which is like an encyclopedia of paper. We're right. going through it and it looks good, looks good. We get to the bottom and we see that this account holder's dad is actually the broker of record. So he's mm. offering services to the plan by being the broker of record. So that's so before that goes through, it's like, no, your dad cannot be the broker of record. Yeah. But not only did he want to be the broker of record, he also wanted a commission. So that would break, you know, oh, two, two of the rules. rules. Right. Yeah. And the other one is that you cannot personally guarantee uh, credit. You can't personally guarantee credit to the IRA. Okay. That would be a prohibited transaction. So and an extension of credit. Yeah. So if you're getting a loan to the IRA. You can't say, I promise that I'll make sure it gets paid back if the IRA fails right. to pay you back. Yeah. Correct. Which is what most lenders probably want these days. And it's hard to find lenders that will mm -hmm. lend to an IRA. Yeah. Uh, I know we've done, we've <clears throat> offered that to people in the past. Nobody ever took us up on it. but mm -hmm. uh, And now mm -hmm. we're not lending anymore. So, you know. There but, you go. Well, I have a list. If you want a list, I have a list. A so. list of IRAs that need loans. No. Right <laughs> I have a list of, of people who lend to IRAs. They're oh, non-recourse lenders. Yeah. Is there a way anybody can get that if they're sure, listening? Sure. Email me. Email me at Karen Hall. Make that actually K-H-A-L-L, K-Hall, at udirectira.com, and I'll send you the list. Udirect is U, yeah. the letter U. It direct. is, the letter U, correct. Some people might type in Y-O-U direct, and that's incorrect. Do not type in Y-O-U direct. Correct. The letter U. <laughs> the letter U direct. Got it. Dot com. Uh, so that's three. What about four? What's the fourth? Oh, I did. So personal guarantees. Oh, that's okay. Right, right. So I wasn't paying attention. That's okay. Not, yeah. No, I'm well, just kidding. Shall we recap? You want yeah, to recap? we should recap. So personal benefit. Yep. You can't do business between the plan and a disallowed person. Mm -hmm. a disallowed people can't offer services to the plan. And a disallowed person can't, well, you can't guarantee credit or an extension of credit to your IRA. You can do right. a non-recourse loan, though. So I guess a good way to think of this IRA is this, it's a separate entity. It's a thing. It's not yes. you. It's attached to you in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, with a little thin piece of string. Correct. It's it's yours. You yeah. do own it, but it's it's a separate thing, and it does mm -hmm. business on its own. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can't really direct it. Well, I, I'm trying to think of a way to put it where you. Let's say you do own a house or the IRA owns a house. You mm -hmm. cannot manage that property, obviously. Right. Well, there's some things you can do. So that I'm really glad you brought that up because some things you can do is you can screen the tenants. You can pick up and collect the rent checks. You can hire third-party vendors. Mm -hmm. So you can do those things, which are kind of like property management. Sure. But you're not going to go in and do any of the work. Or maybe there's an eviction. You can't go in and do the eviction yourself. So that kind of overextends the boundary of what you can and can't do. But so you can manage things, you yeah. can manage assets owned by the IRA. You just can't actually do any of the physical work Correct. or anything Correct. like that. Because property yeah. managers are, typ are typically paid, you know, mm -hmm. to manage properties. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're obviously going to be doing it for free. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it because it's in your self-directed IRA's best interest. Yeah. Well, a property manager could be like an IRA's best friend if you have real estate in your IRA. Because mm -hmm. what if that water heater breaks? You know, what if that garbage disposal has to be changed? Right. You can't do it. So you need a property manager to do it. And they can even hold back a little. You know, they can collect the rents, hold back a little, send in the balance to the you know the IRA account, mm -hmm. but hold a little fund for repairs. They can do that. Sure. So property managers can be really good assets to IRAs. I mean, in the yeah. sense that they're helpful. And some people make the mistake of collecting a rent check in the, in their name, but you have to collect it in the name of the IRA. Oh, well, you don't want that it. rent check in your name. No, you don't. Well, we one time <laughs> had an account holder who called us and told us over the phone, because I, I guess he didn't know that he's been taking his 
IRA owned um, property rent checks and having the, um, the renters make them out to him, putting them in his own bank account. And he said, well, it's okay because I'm claiming it on my income tax. It's like, oh, no, it's not. So, <laughs> so he, he's claiming it, uh, he was claiming the rent on his personal income yes, tax. Yes. And the self-directed IRA is just renting yeah. the house for he free. He was taking constructive use of his IRA, which yes. is game over. You know, if we're talking about playing, playing the game to win, sure. that's playing the game to lose. So, so you don't do that. Let's assume you caught yourself doing that and you didn't realize you were doing it. Yeah. Can you sort of say, I'm sorry, IRS, I messed <laughs> up. Here's the money that was supposed to go to the IRA. I screwed up. <clears throat> My bad. <laughs> right. Well, if the IRS contacts you and said you've committed, prohibited, committed a prohibited transaction, you can request what's called a private letter ruling. But it's, it, I would say get out of jail free card, but it isn't free. It's like yeah. 10 grand just to, you know, wow. yeah, plus your attorney's fees. But if maybe you're facing a really big tax bill, mm-hmm. so you can request a private letter ruling to say, look, it wasn't a prohibited transaction. Here's why it wasn't prohibited, and have them rule and give you a private letter ruling, which is, you know, private letter ruling means it means it doesn't set a precedent. It's only good for you in that one situation. Sure. So, so but there's no way to just say, I'm sorry, IRS, I screwed up. No. Nope. So. No. You're basically, you'd be admitting to them that you committed a prohibited transaction, yeah. and then they're going to say, sorry, we're liquidating your IRA, and you have yeah. to pay income tax on all of that now. Correct. Well, okay, that's terrible. Yeah, so, so. that's why when people call <laughs> us, we talk to them, like usually like 20 minutes. We say, you know, who are you? How did you hear about our company? Sure. We want to know all these things, but we want to say, tell us about your deal. What are you looking to do? Before they even open an account. Yeah. So we can stop them at the beginning because when they say, oh, well, my son's about to go to college and my IRA was going to lend him money to go to college, they don't even open an account. You know, we stop them at the beginning. Right. Um, and then, but if it gets past us and it goes, then it goes to our funding department and they're opening the account, they're talking to the account holder. Oh, well, what are you looking to do? And we're going to hear the story again. But then when it comes to actually investing, we're going to see the investment document. So it's like layer upon layer upon layer right. of looking at what they're doing. To, so if we see a prohibited transaction, we're going to alert them. And if they are, say, for example, buying a rental property and renting it out, you guys can give them some direction ahead of time and say, yeah, make sure yeah. the rent checks are coming to the IRA, not to Correct. you personally, kind of right. guide them so that way they're not going to get into one of those situations where they can yeah. screw themselves over. <laughs> well, you know, they are self-directed IRAs. And so the account holders are doing a lot of these things and we don't see them. You know, we don't see a lot of what's really happening, but right. we hold the account and really whether it's a prohibited transaction or not, the onus is on the account holder to make sure it isn't prohibited. And if it is, it's between them and the IRS because we're not telling people what to invest in. Mm. So we're not saying here, you should invest in this. Why don't you do this? Oh, here's an opportunity. We don't say that. Right. They choose, the account holder chooses the asset 100%. Yeah, and you guys can't have, you you literally can't tell them what to do, right? right? Because that would put you in a different classification. We're not advisors. Yeah. We're administrators. So that's, yeah, you're just sort of shuffling papers around. Yeah. But you have the legal team that sort of reviews the documents to make sure that it's not a prohibited transaction. Which, and the reason that we have a legal team is to protect, you know, to protect the custodian and to protect mm-hmm. as a for for the business purposes, for our business purposes. Right. That's why we have a legal team. Yeah. It happens to also protect the account holder, but it's the account. It's like buyer beware. The account holder, it's it's self directed. You're the investment advisor. You're the expert. You need to make sure you're doing it right. And of course, we're here to help. Right. So okay. There are other types of accounts you can self-direct. So, and you mm-hmm. don't just do IRAs. You also do other things. We do well, not not a lot. I mean, we do accounts for individuals. So we do the uh, the traditional IRA, the Roth IRA, uh, the SEP, which is a simplified employment plan. 
We do the simple IRA, which is an acronym for Savings Incentive Match Plan for Employees. Ooh. I know, simple IRA. It's not so simple. <laughs> and we do an inherited IRA. If somebody passes away and then you acquire their IRA, it's inherited. Okay. And there, there are a lot of rules about inherited IRAs. And so we help people with that. Yeah, it might be a little tricky because, you know, you're sort of benefiting. You know, it, it doesn't no. count as a, as a qualified. No, because they've passed. Yeah. So you can transfer upon death. Where you can't do things when you're alive, you can certainly transfer the assets upon death. Okay. And, and naturally, okay. most people would probably pass it to their children or they, their grandchildren. They usually do, yeah. yeah or so. their spouse, yeah. But then also a spousal IRA to mention. So say, for example, you're a full-time worker mm -hmm. and you have a, a non-working spouse. Well, that non-working spouse, usually with an IRA, you can't contribute unless you have earned income. Okay. So now you're you're working and your spouse is not working. She doesn't have earned income, but she can still open an account. It's called a spousal IRA. She just opens a regular like traditional IRA and makes contributions. And she can she tells the IRS this is a spousal IRA. Yeah. And or he, so, or he does. Or he does. Yeah, I know. This As is the, the 21st maybe. century. Yeah. Oh, my daughter goes to Berkeley too. Don't think I <laughs> oh, don't get yeah. reminded every. Yeah, don't watch the show. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. In that case, uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about was contribution amounts, how much you can contribute to an IRA right, right. every year. We have it on our website, which is very conveniently, yeah. the letter U, udirectira.com. You know, you can find it there. But there are different kinds of accounts. So how much you can contribute is dependent upon your, your age, um, your account type, your income. So when you go to contribute to an IRA, why not? Talk to your tax advisor. Yeah. Because first off, if it's tax deductible, they, they need to know so they can actually write it off on your taxes. Sure. If they don't know, they can't do it. Right? Yeah. So talk to them to get advice. But for a traditional and a Roth IRA, the contribution limit is 5500 if you're under 50. And if you're 50 plus, then it's 6500 You get what's called a catch-up contribution. It's not catch-up yeah. like on your French fries. Yeah. Right, Bummer. right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> catch-up contribution. Here's, you contributed. Here's your free catch-up. No, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, that would be cute. But it doesn't work like that. Then there's the SEP IRA, Savings Incentive, SEP, Simplified Employment Plan. And uh, and the SEP is really just a traditional IRA on steroids for self-employed people. Okay. The same platform. And a SEP IRA, you can contribute. Uh, it's it, This year, in 2017, it's $54,000 or 25% of your income, whichever is less. Okay. Bummer. But, well, your tax person does that calculation because it's kind of a circular calculation the way yeah. they do it. So how much can you contribute to a SEP? Ask your tax person because it depends on how much you earned. Yeah, and, and what you declare it, obviously. Yeah, that, that too. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so obviously $5,500 is not a lot of money to contribute no. to an IRA each year for real estate hey, it investors. it used to be 2000 so Very we're true. making progress. Uh, but, you know, for somebody that wants to buy a rental property in their IRA, and you know they're like, well, how are you going to do that with fifty five hundred dollars? Probably not. So a lot of not people, today. not today anyway, not in California probably. Yeah. But uh, how are you able to then get such a big? So these people with these IRAs, I've seen people with you know millions of dollars so in their IRA. I. Yeah. So you know how do these people get that much money into an IRA? Well, the way they do, usually they've been working for a company and they have a four hundred one k or a four hundred three b or four fifty seven plan, something like that. Yeah. Uh, from where they work and then they've left the service of their employer right and so now they can roll over their plan and usually those plans are pretty big and they've got a lot more money in there yeah but also once you start self-directing you do one deal this is what's great about self-directed iras 
So, so you do one deal. Maybe you find a, a property, say like, that's uh, say $100,000. Yeah. And your IRA buys it and you have renters and you do this and that and you keep it, keep it, keep it. And then you sell it later on mm -hmm. for $200,000. Hey. So we know what would happen if we did that personally. Yeah. We get tax, right? right? But when the IRA does it and you sell for $200,000, that entire $200,000 goes right back in the IRA. And now it compounds, so it compounds faster because it's not being diminished by tax. Yeah. So the entire two hundred thousand dollars can go back out into the next deal. And if like it's that. a if it's a Roth, it will never be taxed. But if it's a traditional, right. it'll get tax right. deferred. So yes. if you started with a hundred thousand dollar IRA, yes. and when you retire, what is it? Seventy is when you have to start taking seventy and a half. The year, the year you, the, like six months after you turn seventy and a half, then you have to start taking your RMDs. And so at that point, you're starting to pay tax on your. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your distributions. Correct. Correct. So yeah. that's the traditional route. If you go Roth, you never pay tax. And well, with the Roth, you have to have a five. There's a five-year rule. You have to have had your account for five years, and to have it tax-free, you also need to be 59 and a half. Those are the rules to get the money out tax-free. Okay, so once you turn 59 and a half, yeah. then you can start taking money out. Yeah. But who wants to take their money out of their Roth? You know, they can just keep it keep it going. I think you know? I would. Yeah. But there's no mandatory disbursement requirement with the Roth. Correct. So you don't yeah. have to take it out. Whereas the traditional, you have to start taking it out. That's right. Which is kind of a nice feature, I think. You it's know. There, well, it is a nice feature, but let's talk about this. So, with with the, with the Roth IRA, they're great, but if you make over a certain limit, which is around say like one hundred eighteen thousand dollars as a single person, mm -hmm. if you make that much or more, you can't contribute to a Roth at all. At all, you, you you're disqualified. But you can do what's called a backdoor Roth. Okay. All right. So, the government created this. When they uh, in 2010, when they passed, or when TIPRA was enacted, which is the Tax Increase Prevention and Reconciliation Act, and they said that from 2010 and thereafter, you could convert money to Roth regardless of your income. Okay. So by doing this, they created the backdoor Roth, which they now want to close that back door. They're talking about it well, anyway. When they get in fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, they haven't they haven't done it yet. I mean, it, it hasn't happened yet. But say for example, you you're self-employed and you have a SEP IRA and you contribute fifty-four thousand dollars to it mm -hmm. today. Tomorrow, you can convert that fifty-four thousand dollars to Roth. So perhaps you're taking the tax deduction on the contribution, but then you're getting 1099 for the conversion. Yeah. Okay. And now you've and you you made too much money to contribute to a Roth, but you've converted money into a Roth. So now you've got money in the Roth to work for you tax free. And so it depends on how you contributed to the SEP because if you contributed tax free I'm sorry, if you, if you contributed like qualified income versus non-qualified income. Yeah, we're getting in the weeds. Yeah, yeah <laughs> now, now we're starting to get, you know. Uh, Call, t talk to your tax person. Exactly, yeah. yeah, talk to your tax person. And and have a strategy. You know, when you've got self-directed IRAs, you really, really need a strategy. You're like, what am I going to do? What am I looking at? What are my goals? Yeah. You know, pencil out your deals before you actually invest. Okay, here, like for houses, here's the acquisition cost, here are my closing costs. Here's, um, you know, my rental that I think I'll, you know, in the other column, I'll receive this rent or maybe on the per on the sale, I'll net this much. And take a look at your pros and cons So and look at the bottom line before you invest. 
obviously, yeah, do your due diligence. You yes. know, don't just jump in. Well, you say you obviously, understand. but people jump in all I, the time. Very true. I, you know, I've met people. You know, I've met people just one time. Yes. And they and they and they want to start investing with us, and they they're like, yeah. How, "Can I wire you money tomorrow?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have anything <laughs> to do with your money tomorrow." Yeah. You know, I'm like, "Let's talk about what we're gonna do first. Well, you know? money doesn't do anything if it's not invested, right? And yeah, so, exactly. But I'm with like, investment comes risk. If they want to just give me money, I mean, we are taking donations, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's they won't get it back unfortunately it's just a donation then no <laughs> no we're talking about investing here. exactly you know, iras that's investment purposes yeah this isn't the gift uh, the the flip-flop gift show or anything no like it's yeah, not yeah, called yeah. the gift show no. <laughs> um okay so moving money around uh most people are using like the 1031 exchange outside of their ira they are yeah to kick the can the tax can down the road yes right so you can pretty much move money from any type of account into mm -hmm. an IRA. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not limited to just a SEP because you mentioned that before. Uh, or any of them. Any, so where you can move into, you can move them into various accounts. So maybe you're working at a company, you have a 401k. And then you say, look, I'm, I'm now I'm leaving that company. I'm self-employed. I've had, I've been running this company on the side. So now the company, the new company that I started, my private LLC that I'm, or whatever it may be that I'm running, that company is going to sponsor a solo 401k. I'm a, I'm a business owner. I don't have any full-time employees. Yep. So I'm going to move that money from my old 401k. I'm going to roll it over into my, my single member 401k maybe yeah. call it that yeah and and then you can do that you can do a rollover and you know plan to plan like this you can uh, transfer money into you know again it's traditional Roth SEP simple spousal inherited IRA inherited IRAs you really can't move your own money into it that's a different story yeah um, so you can it goes both ways the money flows both ways now I've heard of people and you know maybe you've you've heard of it too I'm sure you've heard of the uh, checkbook IRA Oh gosh which is a terrible name there is yeah. no checkbook IRA it's you know like your your IRS tax code well, huh, where's the checkbook IRA <laughs> yeah. I don't see it you know that's not what it is what it really is and I know what you mean Yeah but it's an IRA owned LLC. Right. That's what it is. So. so the LLC is owned solely by, well, not necessarily solely, but it's owned yes. by an IRA. Yes. It's solely. Solely. Well, yeah. it can be owned in partnership with other entities, right? Like if, say, the, uh, you're like you're rolling your eyes because okay. it's like well, yes and no. You let's know. think about it. I mean, not a lawyer. Hashtag not a lawyer. Yeah, we forgot not, to do our caveats at the beginning. We're not attorneys. We're not, we're not tax giving advice. tax we're advice. Not, not giving legal <laughs> advice. No. But so with the, uh, with the IRA owned LLC, what were we talking about? We were talking about if the IRA can be owned. Oh, I'm sorry, if the LLC right. can be owned in part by an IRA and then in part with like another IRA, for example. Well, let's example. talk about this. Okay. So first off, it started with Swanson v. Commissioner, 1976. Okay. Like okay. who came up with this idea? The whole reason my company exists is because you're not allowed to hold your own IRA money. Right. You need a custodian. You need a middleman in between that. The IRS says, mm -hmm. so you need someone in the middle. Okay. That's why UDirect exists. Okay. But... Swanson v. Commissioner in 1976 kind of changed the rules. And if you ever, if you're the kind of person that likes to dig into the legal stuff, you'll find it wasn't a perfect case, but it still started this IRA owned LLC. Okay. So what happens is the IRA is open and funded. And for a single member LLC, it buys 100% of the initial shares, the initial shares okay. of that LLC. So it's not like, you know, like, like Inland Empire LLC. It's not like, like a business that you're running. Right. It's, a special purpose LLC for this purpose. And it can be passed through entities. So in other words, it's disregarded for tax purposes because it's really just a pass through. It's really your IRA money used as a conduit, 
for this purpose. Yeah. So you want to talk to a lawyer, you want to get legal advice on sure. how to do it properly. You can have multi-member LLCs, yes. Mm -hmm. um, if it's husband and wife that have a multi-member LLC, you can. Get, there's not a lot of case law. And so you, there's, because there isn't, you don't know how the IRS might find in the future right. about husbands and wives making future contributions to that LLC. So it's really better, you know, maybe to just have separate LLCs. Maybe, yeah. And maybe, if, but maybe. you say, and you say special purpose LLC. So when you start the LLC, does it have to be established right up front what you're going to be investing oh, yes. that money in? No, not what you're investing in, but what the purpose of the LLC is. And so that's written in the operating agreement. And right. that's where you get a lawyer to, to write that language. Yeah. So you, you plan to invest in various things. You can more or less say, like the goal yeah. is to invest in high yield investments or something like that. Sure. And that could be whatever. And you sort yeah. of have the freedom at that point to operate without having to bother the custodian with uh, Correct. You and know, you get checkbook authority. But did you ever watch uh, Spider-Man? Yes. And you know how he said, with great power comes great responsibility? Yes. That's this. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's this IRA-owned LLC because... This is giving you enough rope to hang yourself yeah, with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well said. Well, there you go. Yeah. There, that's it. Well, it's true. But some of our investors do actually have these set yes. up. Yes. Oh, of course. So we have lots. We have plenty of accounts. Yes. Yeah. I, I know the uh, the go-to person is probably Matt Sorensen, if anybody out there is looking for There, a there are person. a lot of different attorneys that do this now. I mean, yeah. I, when I started UDirect in 2009, there weren't that many, but I have a list of, of, of attorneys who, who set these up. So. so if you want to set one of these things up, you got to call UDirect IRA and talk oh, you to do. Karen. Or, you have to. Or any, any, any number of one of the good people there at UDirect yes. IRA services. Yeah. I could yeah. go down a list of names, but yeah, yeah. I think we run our out of staff. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we divide things up at UDirect into three departments. Really, help people that help you open the account, mm -hmm. people who help help you fund the account, and then people who help you invest. And so that that kind of flow I find works really, really well. And everyone specializes in their area. Right. So let's talk about some of the other things that people do because obviously this is real estate related. Yeah. yeah. Um, people do. Obviously, rental properties. Yes. People do trustee investments. Yes. Yes. Uh, for those of you that don't know what a trustee investment is, it's like buying a mortgage, funding a, a mortgage, a secured loan. Yeah, a secured yeah. loan. It could yeah. be with in trustees. It's going to be secured with real estate, mm -hmm. but you know, you mm -hmm. could make a car loan to somebody. Yes, you, you could. could yeah. You know, you could make a loan on somebody's diamond ring if you really wanted to. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you're licensed for those types of things, check with your local. Uh, Must be legal. Know. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be legal, obviously. Otherwise, you guys mm -hmm. won't sign off on it. Right. Um, okay, so. Let's shift a little bit into the uh, the nitty gritty side of of the of the IRAs, which would be, uh, you know, why do people start these things? I guess. Well, because we are going to retire one day, and yeah. I'll tell you what. Right now, this is a little scary, but the truth of it is, is right now, ten thousand people a day are turning sixty-five. Mm. Baby boom, yeah. right? Okay, so 10,000 people a day. I mean, how we're going to experience this in California alone, forget about the rest of the, the planet, sure. but how we're going to experience this growth of older people is tremendous. And there's a huge deficit between what we need and what we have to retire as, as, a, as a people. Yeah. Probably a trillion dollar deficit at least. So we have to prepare for retirement. Maybe we want to stick our head in the sand. Hey, we'll never be old. We'll be young forever. <laughs> and that's human to feel that way. Sure. But be your own best friend, you know, do yourself a favor and save for the future. Yeah. I mean, if, if you do nothing else from this broadcast, you know, go home and write yourself a check to your IRA account or your 401k, contribute and save for later because you be your own best friend. 
So because we're not going to have enough to retire as, as a country. Right. Um, Social Security is dwindling. I mean, that's it's it's been we don't know how long it's going to last. Let's put it yeah. that way. And when our generation, my generation is not big enough to mm. be able to support, yeah. you know, the greatest generation or even the baby boomers, because, yeah. you know, the greatest generation people are living longer. They're still they're still yeah. around. A lot of them. All right. And, you know, then you have the baby boomers. They're joining the fray and they're, yeah. you know, I I don't know how Social Security is going to keep up. Well, so we have to take we have to take responsibility for ourselves. I mean, didn't we? Be, we're we're a nation of 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 rugged individualists, right? We're going to do it ourselves, and yeah. that's how we need to view our retirement. Hey, forget no one else is going to do it for you. It's your responsibility. And if you think someone else is going to take care of you, you're wrong. And they're probably taking fees on the back end, you know, like lots of fees. So you want to check that out. So yeah. take responsibility for yourself, and that's what self-directed IRAs let you do. Because there is going to be a huge retirement crisis. I don't even want to think about it. Because, well, I do want to think about it, but <laughs> I think about it every day. But I don't like to think of people suffering. Yeah. So, do, so don't suffer. Today, do something. Do something, Prepare yeah. yourself for this day. Yeah. So do you have a lot of people that start an account with the $5,500 or oh, yeah. so? Yeah. And then what do they put in this money? And what, what are you investing right. in for $5,500? Okay. Well, we both know somebody, a, a, a guy named Aaron Marzarella, right? Yes. Okay. So I interviewed him one time and he was telling me <clears throat> how he did it. He would make these micro loans to people who were living in mobile homes. Okay. He'd make so that they could acquire mobile homes. So he'd make these micro loans. So they would buy, borrow money from him, like from his IRA, from okay. his Roth IRA, and borrow, repay, borrow, repay. So he kept doing this. And so he just started small. Yeah. And so, but you could do this too. You could go to a real estate investment club. Maybe you know of one. Yeah, I might know of one or two. Oh, or two. There might be two yeah. in the room right now. <laughs> and then you go to real estate investment clubs and meet other investors. And sometimes you can go up to the front of the room for halves and once. Yeah. And you can say, hey, I've got five, ten thousand dollars in my IRA. If anybody's maybe finishing up a rehab and they need a little extra cash. Have you ever had a rehab run over? That never happens, oh, does it? it happens occasionally. It happens all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. So people always need extra money for rehab. So maybe your IRA could fill that gap. Yeah. And then when the when the when when your borrower uh, sells the property and cashes out from escrow, here comes the money back in your IRA. Mm -hmm. Now you go lend it to somebody else. These are things that we, that we see people do. Yeah, and if you really, really, really wanted to, you could also invest in the stock market. You could invest in mutual funds if you really wanted you to. You could. With your IRA. I mean, I don't know why you would, but you know, you don't necessarily yeah. need to self-direct it for that, but but I don't think I think in school we don't learn about these things, do we? True. No one teaches us, so we have to be self-taught and again take responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. We, you're not taught, oh, uh, you know, financial fiscal responsibility, or let's talk about the stock market, yeah. or how do you do a PE ratio? You know, we're not oh, taught these things. I know. Price <laughs> and earnings ratios. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't learn this in 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 school when we're growing up. We yeah. we learn how really to, how to be workers and how to be members of society. True. So, it's up to us. It's the responsibilities on us to teach ourselves. Yeah, and you know, I'd I'd say that the stock market mutual fund, uh, you know, world mm -hmm. is probably the most influential in people's you know investing accounts right. because you know they're the biggest, you know, biggest advertiser dog in the, you know, fight. Yeah, biggest advertiser. Yeah, they you know they they can they can afford to do all that stuff. But when you come to like little things like real estate investments, you know, there are. The Securities Exchange Commission rules, which prevent us oh, from, right. you know, you can't just publicly advertise like, hey, I have a house that I'm looking to get financing for. You yeah. know, if you want to invest your money and, you know, get a 10% return on your money or something like that, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Come you, on down. Yeah, you can't do that. That's even you know, with public the Jobs Act, even with crowdfunding and all the right. changes where you can do some advertising, but you have to be licensed to do this. You have to right. be approved or you have to have like a Reg D offering or ABCD offering. Yeah, yeah. and those yeah. are all, you know, 
difficult. I, I, you have yeah. to spend a lot of money on like a private placement memorandum. You know, right. attorneys aren't cheap for that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know because we've done a PPM before in the yeah. past, and uh, it's just a really nice paperweight now. It's it's you know uh. holds my desk down and it doesn't float away. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was uh, an expensive experience, but yeah. very educational. But you learned. You yeah, learned. and then we learned that we didn't need to do a full PPM, a full you know. Uh, Reg D thing because we weren't doing a nationwide thing. We're just limited to California. Local thing. Okay. So our our investors are here in California. We only invest in California, mm -hmm. and so you know, of course, for those of you listening, this is not an attempt to sell any kind of securities. No, so, no, no. We would never do that here no. live on the air. Uh, yeah. Well, we're not live actually. Well, we're taped. We're, we're on taped, the air. Let's, but we're on the air. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I'm not a radio guy. You know, <laughs> I didn't go to school for uh, network broadcasting. You know, radio yeah. and television broadcasting. Um, you know, not all of us have that kind of experience. They sort of dragged me into this. <laughs> well, with self-directed IRAs, a lot of people invest in private stock. It's probably one of the biggest things people invest in. Sure, because it's the most common, I'd say. It is, and when you think about, like, when we were in that recession, that that uh, you were taking a nap, but then you woke up and it was a recession, right? Yeah. Re and then we all we all dealt with that. <laughs> well, here are all these people trying to make things work again, and so at a grassroots level. That's where self-directed IRAs are so helpful. Let me just, I'd like to talk about this for a second sure. because it, it, you're, you need to retire and you need to have money to retire, mm -hmm. all right? And here's somebody else with a need. Maybe they need to start a business. Right. So your IRA invests in their business. You know, your, your retirement grows, their business grows, you hope. I mean, with investment, yeah. there's risk. Well, it's kind of an elegant thing, really. It's, it is. it's a nice arrangement that, yeah. you know, because you're, you know, one person's sort of working for the other person to help them grow the retirement and you yeah. can grow your business on the side. Well, in addition to that, think about all the natural disasters we've had lately. Sure. Okay, we've had fires in California and elsewhere. We've had floods. We've had hurricanes. I mean, she said, if we're talking about 2017, yeah. it's been a year with some natural disasters. Sure. And it makes me flash back to thinking about Katrina mm -hmm. and, and other natural disasters. Well, yeah. people with self-directed IRAs can come in, not just to take advantage of people in a, in a negative way, but to help people in a positive way. Because sure. a lot of people are saying, hey, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. You know, right. and they need someone to buy their property. Yeah. And the investor comes in and says, "Great, I'd love to have rehab this property. I'll buy it for this. I'll, you know." And they and they work it out, and then the economy grows, and people get to move on with their lives. And so, in the case of natural disasters, it's it's like anything, the yin yang, right? There's also opportunity. It's it's a disaster, but there's also opportunity right. for the people, the victims, and investors as well. Sure, and you know, it's not a it's not a nice thing to say, but like during Katrina, for example, I mean, yeah. New Orleans was <laughs> devastated, right? And you know, but New Orleans did need a lot of renovations done to that city. Yeah. It was, you know, for those of you that have been there, it, it, it was... I was just there a couple months ago. So you've seen it, and they were talking about this very thing. We had somebody come in and talk to us about about the renovation of, of New Orleans yeah. and, and about how the you know, to make socially conscious investing. Yeah. To come in and really, really help the community uh, to, to reestablish. And yeah. it's it's a much better place to visit now than it ever has been as huh. far as I'm concerned. But yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, that's something that investors are able to do when you invest in real estate not, and also businesses. Right. Because, you know, you can invest in a little restaurant or a laundromat. Yeah, the or little all these mom and pop lost their restaurant in a natural disaster. Maybe they were up in Napa and their restaurant burned down. Yeah. Now they need to raise, maybe they probably have some insurance money, but they also need to raise capital. To, yeah. And so they probably need IRA money or investment money to help them. So 
there's no shortage of opportunity. You sure. just have to open your eyes and, and look for it. Yeah, and there it's there's a ton of these opportunities yeah. out there. You know, obviously in our show we talk about real estate, and there's yeah. a lot of ways to invest in real estate as well. It's not just buying a rental property and that's right. it. You know, or just buying into a mortgage. There's like you know with what Aaron was doing with little micro loans. Sure, call it down payment assistance on a mobile home sure. or something. You know, it's yeah. there, there's a lot of ways to people buy mobile homes in in uh yeah, in their self-directed do. IRAs. You know, yeah, where or you, mobile home parks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mobile home parks for those people that really like their high net, uh, their high yield investments. That's oh, a good one. Oh, people love to get mobile into. home parks. And mm. you know why not? Um, let's talk about your club a little bit. Oh, my club. Okay, we're going to shift gears. So, Karen also runs and founded the Orange yeah. County Real Estate Investors Association. Yes, uh, which is tied into the National RIA Group. Mm-hmm. Right, that's uh, like a national real estate investment <clears throat> association group. So you can find these RIAs all yeah. over the country. Well, National RIA came to me. Uh, it was. Five years ago, so in 2012, they came to me and they asked me if I would open a chapter. And I and I, said, I don't know. They said, "Well, hey, c- come to this convention we're having yeah. in 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 Seattle." I'm like, "Love Seattle, okay, I'll go." And wonderful convention. I'm there the second day, and and they're wrapping up. And then the president says, "And we'd like to welcome the newest chapter, Orange, you know, Karen Hall with Orange <laughs> County Ria." It's like, well, I haven't said yes yet, but I guess we'll do it. So yeah, that's kind of how that all went down. Now you're stuck and, with it. <laughs> well, happily, happily, because yeah. it's so wonderful. So we've been meeting for five years now. November was our. Uh, five-year anniversary wow. yeah and and a very consistent kind of meeting but what's really great is that I hear a lot of people speaking um, in my work in my day-to-day mm-hmm. and what I can do is is pick speakers to come educate people about real estate investing yeah so that you know just like with self-directed IRAs we're not selling anything it's all education yep. and it, but it's an opportunity for people to learn to improve their financial future. Yeah. That's what we're all about. And so your meetings are always, mm-hmm. uh, is it the second Tuesday? Second Thursday. Second Thursday. Of every month, yeah. I, you know, uh, like everybody's like Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And when are yours? When are your meetings? Our, our meeting, the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club is always on the fourth Wednesday of every month. There you go. Except for November and December. Yeah. Because if we did that on the fourth Wednesday of November, that would fall on Thanksgiving every year, which yeah. or the day before Thanksgiving, yeah. which if we wanted nobody to come, we would do that, so. Unless you're serving turkey dinner. Oh, we should. That's not a bad idea. Next time. Next time. But we uh, we always do it on the Monday before Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one. And then we have like a Christmas party in December, mm-hmm. which will be on December 15th this year. So, nice. Yeah, pajama party. What? It's gonna be big. It's gonna be our biggest Christmas party we've had I've so far. I've been shopping. I've seen those big zip-up jammies. So there you go. We might. We're we're all gonna wear matching ones. I think. Onesies. You know? but Onesies. Some people yeah. dress up. I know. Last year, like we did, like an ugly sweater theme. So a lot of people wore ugly sweater, but some people dressed up nice. You know, because they wanted yeah. to go like a nice thing. So you know, we'll see. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Cool. If you want any information, go on Meetup.com. Meetup.com is the place to get all the information for all the investment. Clubs. I heard they were just purchased, by the way. Meetup.com. Really? I'm trying to remember who. I just was reading the article before. I come over here. I didn't even know. Someone just just like now bought Meetup. Yeah, so check it out. That's a great buy. If you had an IRA with that much money in it, it would have been a great purchase. There you go. (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there. I mean, Meetup.com is, I mean, if you want anything, it's not just real estate clubs. Sure, cooking or hiking or. I'm sure you've probably looked at your members list, you know, and you've seen like like they're members of 18 other, like other Meetups, you know, they're like they're a hiking group and a cooking group and a yoga group, all these other things. Yeah. It's like, wow. For sure. Like you could pretty much do anything you wanted on there. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, meetup.com, that's the place to go. And go to your meeting, because Karin's meeting is one of my favorites to go to. Actually, we stole some ideas from your meeting because, you know, we took kind of the best of all the investment clubs in Southern California and said, we want this at our meeting. What did you borrow from from OC Rand? We stole the intermission from you. Intermission? Yeah, because you kind of take a break in the middle. We do, yeah. Where uh, you you kind of like before the speaker comes up and speaks and after you kind of do your intro and you usually do like a deal profile and stuff. So we took your little intermission because we found that that was a great time. And actually, we met quite a few good people during that intermission. Well, why do you go to a real estate investment club? To network. To network. (laughs) To network. And then a lot of people can't stay till later. We usually go down to the bar after. And that's when, you know, really... Okay, we stole that too. (laughs) Okay, well, then you can have that too. That's fine. But but people want to talk to each other. So yeah, Yeah. it really helps. Yeah. So your meeting is great. We've met a lot of good people at your your meeting. So and Orange County is a hotbed for real estate investing. It really is. And how many members? do you have in your club now? Oh, um, uh, on Meetup, about 2,500. That's that's insane. 2,500 people that you could potentially Mm -hmm. meet. And I'm sure you guys love sponsors to come in and, you know. We do have sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, We do, yeah. Absolutely. We do too. We finally started taking on some sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, we're still talking about maybe having Uterac sponsors. Well, we'll talk about that after. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it. Yes, we will. We'll have to because, yeah, we love Uterac. Actually, we love you guys. We, You guys have always done really well for our people that have invested with us that go through you guys as a are you no you're not a custodian we're an administrator administrator but but we but we use a trust company custodian so it's 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 a package deal so you're getting a trust company and an administrator all in one so it's not so we're we're working together yeah yeah and you know it's the the fees aren't bad i'm sure you don't want to talk about great yeah the fees fees are are, great like compared to like if you're working with like a morgan stanley yeah well what they take on the back end yeah but we'll think about this too is um our fees we have a flat fee so Mm -hmm. some self-directed ira companies the more your account's worth the more they charge you well that's not fair well no it's like penalizing you for (laughs) doing well right so we have a flat fee so regardless of the number of assets in your account or regardless of the value, it's the same. Just one flat fee for everybody. So even the the person that bothers you and say, hey, I want to make these daily micro loans and you know, every day I'm going to make a new loan that has Well, new that's sets kind of, of abusing the system, but so nobody does do that. that. Well, <laughs> good. So don't do that. Do that. Yeah, nobody yeah. does that. Don't We've do never it. had anyone do that. I think that's why we, you know, we can do that. But sure. I mean, within reason. Yeah. Most people, I think, don't want to like focus every single day of their life on like the investment they're going to make the well, next day. Well, I hope day. not. What? Are, why are we investing? What are we doing right. this for? So we can enjoy our lives. Yeah. You know, so we can go to the go to the gym and go to work and take our family on vacation, not so that we can work every single day. Yeah, so. and it's tough for some people. I know they have their IRA accounts, and you know they see all the money that's that their IRA is making, yeah. but they themselves are fairly cash poor. You know, where they yeah. they kind of work on like a you know like on a cash basis where like every month they make a certain amount of money and every yes. month they spend that amount of money. And That's normal, yeah. And, but, you know, then their IRA is fairly fully loaded. You Good. Know? So when they retire, they'll be comfortable yeah. because they're probably probably going to live a lot longer than they think. We're yeah. all going to live lo- a lot longer than we think. We can all hope. Yeah, longer <laughs> than our parents and grandparents probably. We should all hope, you yeah. know, again. but <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a woman named Adrienne Berg and she's a lovely person and she wrote a book called How Not to Go Broke at 102. Okay. Because that's how long we could live. Yeah. So I recommend that book. Absolutely. So, yeah, and to live that long, you really need to map out, like, what are your expenses and, 
hopefully, oh yeah, once you've reached your retirement age, I think you should have a handle on how yeah. much you need to make each month. You know, but yeah. it's kind of tough sometimes to lay down, like to sit down and I lay out a budget on how much do Fixed I really expenses. need to bring in. Yeah, yeah, and it, but we have to plan. We have course. to we have to think ahead and plan. And of course, you have to take into account risks because, like. With an IRA, a lot of people will invest and they don't always get the return that they expect. Right. So maybe we could talk about that if we have a minute. What to do if there's a failed asset in an IRA? Sure, we should. So if, if your IRA invests and it doesn't pan out, sometimes maybe you make a loan and they don't pay it back. Right. Or you invest in private stock and the company doesn't thrive. That's business, that's risk. Yeah. But you can't just call us up and say, hey, my asset has a zero value. Just write it off and close my account. Mm -hmm. You can't do that because we're not valuators and we can't say for sure that it was a zero value asset. So most of the time you have to go get a, a, a valuation. Okay. You have to have a valuator give a report saying, yes, it's truly a zero value asset. If we get that, we'll change the value to zero. And by the way, the valuation report, your IRA must pay for it. It costs about five, $600. Okay. Your IRA pays for that, but then we get that, we get that value. And then we can write down the account, write down the value and close your account. So, assuming it zeroes out the account, right, right, or and, and that's what you truly want to do. I mean, assuming that that's your goal. Yeah. So it's that, so that'd be never be my goal. I don't want to. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, no if way. you get to that point, you might say, "Well, yeah. I, I'm done with this investment. That's why I had the account, and I'm done." Obviously, we're we're investing, we're self-directing to thrive, but some just in the off chance, the small time, you know, percentage of times it doesn't work out. Yeah. That's how we handle it. And how it's handled. And probably in most cases, you're seeing zeroed out accounts happening because of like a bad stock investment, I would guess. Well, not so we don't do stock. We don't do stock sponsors. Not, not at all because we don't sell any assets. So we're not broker dealers. So we're so our accounts don't have stock sponsors and mutual funds. Okay. Our accounts only have alternative assets. Okay. So that it's, it's uh, too bad that we're called alternative assets over here. Well, or, or non-correlated assets. How about that? Oh, that sounds even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Or, Correlated to what? You know, I don't know. Well, and what's but, a house? Like how alternative is a house? I, I think know. everybody lives in a building for the most part. Yeah. The greatest <laughs> percentage of people live in buildings. Sure. And and that is not so alternative, no. but they're they're called uh, the government has even worse names for them like specialized assets or something uh, different names. Yeah, and so it's, it's uh, so funny that I mean it's it's it, sometimes it's hard to get you know yeah. people to invest in a house where here's this tangible thing you can touch it, see it, taste right. it, whatever, and you know. But they have no problem investing in a stock in a company. They don't oh. know who runs it. They don't they don't know anything. Or who's about making these the decisions? Yeah. What are those decisions based on? Well, sure. So you're, you invest in stock. Stock goes to zero. Yeah. You have nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. But you invest in a house and maybe the house is pretty much never going to go to zero because no. you may have the land as well. Let's say it's sure. a condo though. You at least have the structure. Yeah. And if you don't have the structure, then you probably insured it. Then you've got at least a loss draft coming your way to, to your account. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, like we, we always sort of describe it to people where if they invest in a, in a trust deed with us, that the worst case scenario is if for some reason the market just collapses, yeah. you know, they have a rental, you know, that they can rent. It may not produce the return that we were hoping to get as yeah. a, as a mortgage or as a, as a trust deed, but at the very least it's a rental and even worst case scenario, it's a house for them to move into. If it's yeah. not in their IRA, of course. Something you can <laughs> yeah. hold on to. Yeah, it's something. Oh, we didn't even talk about precious metals. No, we didn't. Yeah, people can really use self-directed IRAs quite a bit for precious metals investing. Okay. And which is very cool because a lot of people like to diversify their portfolio. Uh, people consider metals a hedge against inflation. I've heard sure. that used. And so, so you can, it's not just buying stock in precious metals. It's actually buying the metal and we store the metal. So you store it. 
Yeah, we have it stored, yeah, with Delaware Depository. Yeah. Okay, so you, they, but they can't put it in their safe at their house. Well, no, you know, that is a really good point. No, and even if you hear it on a late night TV commercial, if your IRA is invested in precious metals, you cannot store it at your home. That's personal possession of your assets, and yeah. that's kind of a prohibited transaction. Which is funny, because how are you really benefiting from a piece of gold sitting on a shelf? You're just like, hey, cool, there's some gold there. You're well, really... how are you benefiting from a dollar bill sitting on your, you know, on your shelf? It's what you do with that. You could take it and cash <laughs> it in. So, yeah. so no, if you if you have assets, they need to be custody. You can't really custody a house, but with metals, we store them. Uh, we yeah. have, and you pay a storage fee to store your metals. So we we don't have a whole lot of time, but what about cryptocurrency? People are talking about Bitcoin, right. stuff like that. Right, it's hot now. right now. Right, kind of like tulips dutch tulips yeah i just yeah. kind of noticed that little google dutch tulips yeah You'll yeah get the <laughs> right right that'll help you a little entertainment after the show um well a cryptocurrency uh where do you store cryptocurrency on right? a computer yeah a exactly somewhere. so can we custody that we can't and mm -hmm. so if somebody has an ira owned llc and the llc were to you know you've got 